Thanks for joining us on the Father's House podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at thefathershouse.com. We'd love to stay connected. Now, let's go to this week's message. If you take your Bible and open it to the book of Job, it's not Job, it's the book of Job. And I want to look at, I want to look at something that I've read over and over and over, probably for years and years and years. But the other day, reading over, we got to be careful when we read the Bible that we don't get over familiar with a passage. Sometimes we read a passage and because we've read that passage before, we think, oh, I've read this. And so we just skip on to something else. But when I was reading this the other day, the Lord just brought something up to me because I, I know all of us know that this has been a trying 2020, right? If it wasn't one thing, it's another, and then that piles on top of another. You say, what else could go wrong? And something else happens, and then another difficulty, another challenge, and you say, you know, what, what else? And so we battle all of this. But in the book of Job, chapter 1, I want to, um, I want to share a, a, with you um, some scriptures there. And I want you to look at a recurring phrase that happens over and over and over in this. Chapter 1, verse 13. Now, there was a day when the sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The ox were plowing and the donkeys feeding them. When the Sabaeans raided them and took them away, indeed, they've killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And look at this, underline this. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And here it is. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking. I mean, it's like our life, you know, if that's not enough, something else happens, you know, refrigerator breaks, the washer breaks, this hasn't, your candidate didn't get elected or is not going to get elected. Who knows? We may have an election end out results in February or something. Who knows? I don't know. But anyway, maybe it didn't go the way you wanted. Maybe it does go. But there's always that time when things don't go the way we want. And when he was still speaking, another also came and said, the Chaldeans formed three bands. They raided the camels, took them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind uh, came from across the wilderness, struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people, and they're all dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Now, the book of Job is not a fiction book. It's not written by a human author. So when God repeats something over and over, I alone have escaped to tell you. Then as a, as a Bible student, then I want to look at that. Why did he keep repeating that? Why is that phrase in there? I mean, look at this. In the first instance, the Sabaeans attacked, killed Job's servants. They stole the oxen and the donkeys. In the second, fire came from heaven, probably lightning, burned up Job's shepherds and the sheep that he tended. The Chaldeans thirdly came, killed Job's servants and stole the camels they'd been tending. And then finally, a windstorm comes and kills all of his kids. But in each of these instances, look at this. In each of these instances, one servant, one servant escaped the tragedy so that he could tell the story to somebody else about the storm that had just happened. 
Therefore, hashtag I survived. That's the title of tonight's teaching. Hashtag I survived. I may have been the only one, but hashtag I I survived, not to glory in what I survived, but to let you know that how how a storm happened, but yet I came through that. When it rains, it pours, right? We say that. If it's not one thing, it's another. And that's been the strategy of 2020. Here's what the enemy's been trying to do. He's been trying to wear us down. He's been trying to take us out. He's been trying to weaken our resolve. I mean, you can start into a storm and say, oh man, I've got faith. I've got faith. I read three books. I've memorized verses. I've got Revelation 3 and 8 with all the signs and signals and all that memorized. I've got that. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. But then it's, this happens, and this happens, and this happens, and this happens, and you're not seeing a breakthrough, you're not seeing an answer, you're not seeing what you thought that you should see. And in the midst of all of that, then you begin to say, you know, well, I don't know. Your your resolve begins to weaken. Everything is unraveling. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it to keep on like this? Where is God? I thought God would do this like this, and he doesn't. But what does it mean to be a survivor? We have a lot of people say, you know, I survived this morning on our 714. I said, you know, hashtag I survived what? Uh, Pastor Tim survived stupidity and misspelled stupidity. Must have been no spell check, right? So it just added to it. I couldn't figure if you did that on purpose or it was one of those crazy voice things. Somebody said, I survived divorce. I survived cancer. I survived something else. I survived in the midst of all of that. We know what that is. So what does it mean to survive? So here, here's what, how I, I just sort of break this down. It means to beat the odds. It means a person with great strength and courage or a true inspiration. So here's the point that I want to share with you tonight. It's a long sentence, so you might want to take a picture of it. We'll leave it up there for a while so you can see it. Would you say it with me? Read it with me. Realize there will always be someone who survives what we're going through to tell what we've been through. Look at that. There will always be, realize that, there will always be someone who survives what we're going through to tell somebody else what we've been through. When you look at a survivor, it's someone that's been through something, right? Turmoil, crisis, tragedies, dilemma, trauma, drama, going through all of that, but yet they survive, and at the end of it, They can say, you know what? There was a storm. Divorce came to my life, and divorce may have destroyed a lot of people, but I survived divorce. You know what? Sickness came, cancer came, but you know what? I survived. Disappointment came, but you know what? I survived. Someone made it out. Others quit. Others lost their dream, but hashtag I survived. I want that to be my story, don't you? Listen, we're fighting, we're fighting, we're not fighting a, a fair opponent, okay? He's called the dragon. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, right? Uh, he, he, he wants to devour you. He wants to take you out. And he thinks that he can do that. He really thinks, even though he's lost, he thinks he can do that. But let me remind you, Jesus said, I will build my church and all the powers of hell, all the powers of death can't conquer that. Listen to this. Since somebody always makes it out to tell the story, hashtag I survived, why shouldn't it be you? Why shouldn't you make up your mind tonight 
That's going to be me. That's who I am. I'm not going to lay down my dream. I'm not going to lay down what God has. So how can we do that? Well, if we're going to hashtag I survived, we've got to second of all, maintain a right perspective. We got to have a right perspective. We can't see the immediate difficulty that we're going through, the temporary problem. We got to see the long-term reward if I survive. Uh, Paul said it like this in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. That's why, let's just read that with me. That's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are quite small. Now, let's stop there. You say they're quite small. They are small if you look beyond the temporary and if you look at the eternal. It doesn't matter how much hell breaks loose in your life. It doesn't how many times that you're alone in difficulty and cry and suck your thumb and wimp and cry. But in the long term, if hashtag I survived, at the end of it, God is going to say, well done, thou good and faithful survivor. You survived what would have put a lot of other people down. You, you survived when other people said, I'm not going to try any longer. I'm just going to give up. So, yep, it's a small thing compared to that. Let's read it. For our present troubles are quite small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles that we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now... But the things we cannot see will last forever. What can we not see? We can't see right now how God's going to bring us through the storm. And so we can say, hashtag, I survived. We don't see how God is going to pull it through this as a country, as a nation, as a world, with the COVID and everything else. But guess what? Somebody's going to survive COVID. Somebody's going to survive. Somebody's going to experience revival. Why not you? Why not me? Why not this church? So that we can hashtag, I survived, right? I challenge you to take this next verse, put it on a three by five card and memorize it. Put it over your visor, put it on your mirror, wherever you have. And here it is. Let's read it together. So let's not get tired of doing what's good. You say, I'm just tired. I'm tired of doing what's right. I'm tired of praying the right prayer. I'm tired of doing the right things. It doesn't seem like I'm getting anywhere. I do that. And that's exactly what the devil wants. He wants to wear down your resolve that it's no use, that it's no good, that it's not going to work out. But nope, I don't get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't what? If we don't give up. So if we want to keep the right perspective, what do we need to stay, keep our focus on? We need to remember that the devil is already defeated. He's already defeated. Say that with me. He's already defeated. See him for who he is. The devil hates this Bible. So it's a good thing for you to read the Bible. In Genesis, he walked into the Garden of Eden, but he crawled out of the Garden of Eden. He walked into the Garden of Eden and tempted man. But then God put him on his belly and all snakes now slither. They don't walk. Evidently, at one time they walked. I think that's exactly what happened to the, to the, to the devil tonight. 
He walked in here, thought he was going to steal your joy, thought he was going to take you for a ride, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ, he's going to crawl out of here with the end of his tail tucked between his rear end because he's already defeated by the power in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And then in the last book, Revelation, you need to learn to, how, you need to, learn to trash talk the devil. He trash talks you all the time. He's been doing that. He says to you, you're not going to win. You're not going to overcome this cancer. This is not going to work out. This heart disease is going to kill you. God's finished with you. It's the end of it. No, listen, here's what Revelation says. Look at this. Revelation, last book of the Bible, chapter 20, verse 1. The devil, we see him big and bad, right? Big, bad, big, bad. Man, he's, he's horrible. But I want you to look at this. I want you to look at this, how that comes down. Then I saw 10,000 angels. What does it say? One. Keep the proper perspective. And I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that old serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and cast him in the bottomless pit. Wow. One angel. One angel. I wonder if it doesn't stir the enemy up a little bit and he gets a little paranoid when a believer walks out to his car and gets his keys out and there's a little rattle sound. I wonder if he thinks, is that the angel coming? Is that the angel coming? I'll tell you what, you got any keys on you? You got some keys? Get them out and just rattle them a little bit. Just rattle those keys. Let's just, let's, just, uh, let's just keep the proper respect. Let's just intimidate. Let's trash talk the devil a little bit. One of these days, oh boy, you may be tough right now. Jesus has already won the victory. But one of these days, an angel is going to come. And with one key, he's going to lock you in that bottomless pit. I think we should do that more often in our prayer time. When you get in your car, but just rattle it. You know, I know some of you got a push button car. Some of you got that. Well, just on purpose, carry some keys and say, hear that? hear that? I'm going to keep the proper perspective because one of these days you're going to be put in that bottomless pit. Second of all, remember there will always be somebody. So why not you? The enemy whispers, nobody's going to make it through this. Nobody, nobody's going to be able to stand this. Temptation is going to come. It's going to do you in. Here's what he says to young people. Everybody's doing it. So why you go to church on Wednesday night to youth? I mean, you don't even like the food they give you. You don't like the people there. The girls are not hot enough. You know, there's a hotter girl somewhere else and, and all those things. And the boys are not smooth enough for, for whatever it is. I, and, he, and he lies to you. He says, look, everybody else is doing it. Why are you trying to serve God? Why are you trying to serve God? That's his trash talk. Why are you trying to, you think it's going to really matter? It's not really going to matter. You, you just, everybody else is doing it. Listen, no, no, everybody else is not living wild. Everybody else is not getting drunk. Everybody else is not getting high. Everybody else is not sleeping around and losing their virginity. Everybody's not doing that. Somebody's living right. Hashtag, I survived. And somebody is saying, why not somebody, why not me to be the one that does right and stands right? Somebody, somebody. And it's okay for it to be you. You be the one. I made up my mind as a young person that I would save myself for marriage. I was ridiculed. I was made fun of. Somebody laughed, said, that's not right. You can't do that. But guess what? I did. Somebody did it. 
Hashtag, I survived temptation. I survived that and I made it. So why in the world, why not you? Why not now change our mindset? There'll always be somebody who can hashtag, I survived. The devil wants to stop what God is doing and he'll do everything he can. Remember, he's now no longer standing in the Garden of Eden. He's on his belly, but he hears God say, there's gonna come a Messiah and here's what he's gonna do. He's gonna bruise your head, Satan. He's gonna bruise, and it's gonna come through the bloodline. It's gonna come through the bloodline. So, so Satan's watching. And Eve has Cain, and then she has Abel. So he says, ah, oh, if I stop the bloodline, if I stop God being able to work through this, then I can stop everything, and then that Messiah is not gonna come, and he's not gonna bruise my head. So what does he do? He has disaster that happened, and uh, Cain kills his brother Abel, right? Satan must have thought, oh, I did it. I stopped it right there, but hashtag, I survived. Along comes Seth, and through Seth comes the bloodline of the Messiah. God has always got one that will survive, hashtag, I survived. The world was in gross sin. Everything, I mean, the most horrible things you can ever think about. And there was only one family. So Noah built an ark. The rains came. Everybody's saying nobody. Nobody should live right for God. Just live however you want. Do that. But no, no, somebody lived right. And so when the rains came down and the floods came, guess what? Hashtag, I survived. My family and I survived. You see, Satan couldn't stop what God is doing. And then God needed a people, and they were called Israel. And now they're in captivity in Egypt. And so God is saying, I got, I got to get somebody to get my people out of Egypt. So therefore, Satan tries to stop the birth of all babies. But guess what? There was a little baby by the name of Moses floating down the little river there, floating at the right place when Pharaoh's daughter came out. And look at that, hashtag, I survived. And Moses grows up and he walks into Pharaoh's uh, palace and he says, let my people go. Hashtag, I survived. The enemy didn't destroy me and the enemy won't destroy what God wants to do in our life. Why not you? Why not me? Why not this church? Hashtag, I survived. Remember Herod? Herod hears the uh, wise men talking about this star and talking about the Messiah comes. So what does he do? I'm going to stop it. Satan, Satan's working through Herod. I'm going to stop it. So what does he do? He tries to kill all the babies. And so God tells Joseph and Mary, go down to Egypt. Stay there until the it's, uh, coast is clear. And Herod tries to kill all the babies. By reason... Don't you think that's why the enemy's trying to kill all the babies now? You know, think, don't you know that? Because you know why? Because he knows that deliverance is coming through prophets, through pastors, through evangelists, through doctors, and he tries to wipe out all the babies. But fast forward, 30 years later, after he tried to kill all the babies and thought he'd stop the Messiah, he sent a messenger to Jesus and said, uh, just kind of wondering, uh, uh, are, you, are, you, uh, are you the one? I love this. Luke 13, 32. Jesus said, go tell that fox. Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I shall be perfected. Hashtag 
I survived. I survived. You didn't put me under. When I read this passage of Job, and I'm thinking, you know, in the midst of all this, it says, in all of this, Job did not sin nor charge God wrong. And then fast forward. Sometimes we look at this and there's so many pages there, we think, man, this must have been a several-year battle. No, it wasn't a several-year battle. It could have been literally weeks or a few months. It wasn't as long as what we try to make it up to be. But in the end of it, chapter 42, verse 10, it says, God restored everything he lost twice over, twice over. So what I would like to just say to us tonight is, hashtag, I survived. Whatever you're going through right now is not going to put you under, but you are going to survive. You're going to survive. So I don't know what that is. Just, a, just an interesting thing that you might want to take a look at that and, uh, and just see what God would say to you because sometimes the enemy just tries to wear us down, wear us down, wear us down. But no, nope, hashtag I survived. Would you, would you stand with me? We'll pray. It's been a little different. We weren't going to really end it out like this, but I feel like this is a good way to end it out. I want you to go out feeling that strong. Would you, would you say, hashtag I survived? <laughs> I want you to remember that. And then don't forget, trash talk the devil a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let him know. Let him know. Let him know. You, you, you've lost Satan. You've lost. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for your victory. I want to thank you for coming tonight. It's been a great night, and if you're a first-time guest, man, we're so blessed that you're here. And if you'll stop out that little table out there, it's got some balloons, a big gift for you out there, and uh, that great, great night. And I thank you, Pastor Tim, for obeying the Lord and ministering to all these wonderful young... Uh, Church, don't you love these young people? Don't you love these kids? When I tell... When I tell... I have a special guest on a Wednesday night, I say, now, right down front, It's going to be some of the greatest people of destiny that you've ever seen in your life. They come in here and they listen to an old man yell and scream and carry on, but yet they're they're listening. They grab it. They grab it. They grab it. And I want to honor those of you. I want to honor you, young people. I want to honor you as you're standing. Hashtag, I survived the temptation. Hashtag, I survived when everybody else gave up. Hashtag. We're living in a world today in which a lot, of, a lot of you, and I know a lot of kids, they live in, in broken homes, in broken homes. But listen to me, hashtag, I survived, I survived. Boy, there's a great word tonight, Andrea, and everybody else, team, team Holy Spirit tonight. Lay it down, let it go. I survived. Don't carry what somebody else has done to you and make you and you feel guilty about that. Hashtag, I survived. But don't let that become your identity. Don't let that. Donut King Donuts all the way in the back. You don't think I'm like a radar? I can focus right in on that. I see that yellow box all the way back there. <laughs> Here I'm trying to be spiritual. All I can see is a yellow Donut King box back through there. Hashtag I survived. I didn't have one today, all right? But I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for this house tonight. I thank you, Lord, for how that you orchestrated this tonight. Thank you for taking us to a passage and reminding us there will always be somebody who's going to survive what everybody else is going through so they can tell the story. Lord, we want to tell the story. We want to come through. I know we want to be overcomers. 
But sometimes we have to first of all survive. We have to survive. We have to get through it and not give up. Help us to keep our right perspective. And Father, we thank you. We honor you tonight. And we give you all the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for coming tonight. God bless you. See you Sunday morning, 9-11. It's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in your life. We would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps might be, visit thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.